Okay, I think I'm live, you guys. Let me know if you guys can see and hear me. I'm waiting for everything to connect here. Okay, let me make sure this is muted. All right, can you guys see me? Okay, good. Sorry, I was running a little bit late. Okay, hey, you guys. It's cold. <laughs> it's sweatshirt season, okay? Um, we had a little mini blizzard up here yesterday in Minnesota, so snow came earlier than usual. So it's kind of cold out. Um, Y'all, I don't even know. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like have energy for this stream. So forgive me if my energy is not like all the way 100% because there's so much stuff going on right now in Nigeria. And I know people have been coming at me like, oh, you got to do a stream. You got to talk. You got to go live now. And I couldn't go live yesterday. It was way too hard, you know, talking to family, talking to friends, talking to subscribers, um, just seeing all the stuff that was going on that I was being sent. Emotionally, I could not go live yesterday. So I'm going to try and hang in there and go live today. It's It's been hooey. You know, and I think back to when I was telling you guys this a few weeks ago, and I was saying that October is going to be a crazy month. Who put a teacup if you guys remember me telling you guys that there's going to be a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline in October? Because I was having a lot of really weird dreams when I was in the hospital, and I kept feeling like things were just going to just take place in the month of October. And it's just gotten crazier. And yesterday on 10-20-2020, once again, twinning energy, okay, we had the whole massacre um, there in Nigeria at the, um, at the Laki Tollway, so the uh, toll gate. So it's just been a lot of stuff going on. I've seen more dead bodies and wounded people, like... It's images I can't even get out of my head. I literally saw a young boy who was probably no older than 13. Both of his legs were shot off. They were literally hanging by a thread. And he had his foot in his hand and he was just screaming for his mom and dad. The images, the videos, the things I'm being sent is heartbreaking. It's heart-wrenching. But this is the this is the truth of the matter. You know what I'm saying? This is actually what is going on. Um, no chaser. And I, I feel like, am I the only one? I feel like I'm legit going through PTSD. Like, I feel like this whole year has just been a big thing of PTSD for me and for other people. Remember, everything kicked off globally. This whole global 2020 twinning energy, it all kicked off in my city. Here in the Twin Cities with George Floyd, that was the catalyst for everything that we're seeing. It happened here. You know, so watching those videos, hearing those gunshots, I keep having PTSD from when we were running and down at the riots. And then two weeks ago, I watched three people get shot outside of a, of, of a club in downtown Minneapolis. So I'm just like constantly getting hit with trauma. And I think it's just starting to take a toll on me because I haven't I probably only had like three hours worth of sleep because it's just so much. It's so much, you know, and um, 
this year has just been rough for everybody. It's just been really, really just emotionally draining. On top of that, the whole thing with the C-19 and trying to, you know, deal with that. It's like, what more can we take as, as a human race? You know, because it's not just here in America. It's over there in Nigeria. And then also in a lot of different parts of Africa. I had people hitting me up from Cameroon saying that there's, you know, some conflict there in the Congo. I mean, so it's, it's a lot of stuff going on right now globally. And this is a global reset. I've been saying that from day one. This is a global reset. And don't have the mentality that you don't care what's going on in these countries. Because remember, everybody didn't care when I was first talking about C-19. Oh, that's in China. That's affecting the Chinese people. And we see where we're at now. So keep in mind, anything that's happening globally will have a trickle-down effect everywhere. And Nigeria is a huge oil-producing country. You know, Nigeria is not poor because of, you know, because the people just don't know what to do. It's mismanagement. It's corruption. They're being stripped of their resources. When billions of dollars are being sent towards military and presidential stuff with the people on the ground, the people don't even have food. They don't even have lights throughout the month. It's the corruption that's killing that country and people are tired. And I was saying this when I did my last stream. Now the stream wasn't fully about SARS. I talked about it. I had it in the title and I also um, left the timestamp for people who wanted to hear my opinion on the SARS situation. It was like two streams ago when I talked about it. And I told you guys, if something does not change, they're going to be on the brink of a civil war. And I believe that is what they want. The people in power. They don't want to give up power. I mean, the the issues that are going on in, in Nigeria are so deep. They're so deep. And it's like you have people who are old and they literally want to die in power. They don't want the youth to rise up and take over and get rid of this old regime. You know, they want the North to, you know, to continue to have power. That's who... If you really think about this to the Nigerians, put a put a flag. Let me see who because I didn't know so many Nigerian people follow me. And then I have people like a lot of people are asking me in my Igbo. No, I've always told y'all what my, you know, my ethnic background was. I'm Yoruba. So I don't know where that came from. Um, but yeah, put a Nigerian flag in there if you're Nigerian or have Nigerian ancestry. I'm trying to I'm trying to see because it, it goes really deep. I know a lot of y'all keep asking me to break it down. Honey, this stream would be seven hours long if I sat down and told y'all about the whole history and how it goes back, you know, to the war in the 60s and, you know, power. It's just oh, it's so much. It's so much. Give me just a second here. Um, I got a bunch of messages coming through. OK, so I definitely see some some. um. <laughs> some green and white flags. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that's going on. It's a lot of corruption. Um, like I said, a lot of this stuff, if they're not careful, we're going to have a repeat of the um, Ben Afro War. And that went on for three years. It went on from July 6, 1967 until January 15, 1970. 
And at that point, um, the people in the South were trying to break away from the people in the North. So it was like a huge civil war. Millions of people died. And when it was all said and done, nothing got resolved. They weren't able to break away. The problem is when the British were there and they were controlling Nigeria, they basically took, there's several tribal groups, right? But they took the main three groups and they just combined them into one country. And it's just been chaos ever since. And they left the people in the North, which is mainly the Muslim, the uh, Hawusa and Fulani people in charge. And they don't want to give a power. So the Southerners at this point, they feel like they want to just break away. They feel like Nigeria should be three different countries. It should be the Yoruba here, Igbo here, and then Fulani and Hawusa there. Because the money is not trickling down to the people and people are tired. You know, people go to school, get degrees, only to be doing menial work. You know, so the youth are tired. And yes, thank you, um, a lady. It goes back to colonialism. It goes back to the British rule. They came in, they colonized, they created division. And before they left, they left certain people in power. So that way they could low key still keep Nigeria on puppet strings. And this has basically been affecting the country ever since. So even though colonialism ended, that it ended, but it still, you know, it, it still caused a, a huge divide. You know, they're still not really running that country accurately. And this has been going on like just for generations and people are just really, really tired. Um, let me go ahead and read some of these comments here. Oh, it's been a long 24 hours. Hey, Travis Timmons, thank you for the $10 super chat. I appreciate it. He writes number one fan. Thank you. Um, Yadara since 999 says, I finally get to watch you live. Thank you so much. Thanks for the super chat. TJ sent 20 says, I'm a second generation American with Caribbean parents. Police in the Caribbeans will extort people, especially when they know you have family living in America. I'm praying for our Nigerian brothers and sisters. Yes. And the corruption with the police is so crazy. Like I told you guys on the last stream, police brutality is not an American issue. I mean, excuse me, not only an American issue. It's an issue here, but it's not just here. You have to think of police brutality on a global scale. Everywhere from Africa to the Caribbean, once certain people get placed in power, they go about extorting the people, abusing the people, raping, killing the people if they're not able to get their way. So this is what they're fighting for. People are tired of SARS and the abuse that they've been facing for years. Um, CB Sanfai says, showing love T, finally made a live. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, Eighth the Great says, how about, wait, wait, how was Beyonce forced to speak on SARS? That energy vampire wench. We're going to get on Beyonce in a second. Give me just a moment. Tiffany A says, love the look T. Child, Tory Lanez has us all drained. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Um, Gilded Star says, thank you for all you do. Your hard work doesn't go unnoticed. Sending love to Nigeria. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate that. Miss EB says, sent five, and she says, I pray things will get better. Thank you. Um, so like I was saying, you know, a lot of this goes back um, generations. So I want to show you guys this video. Um, this was from like four years ago, matter of fact. 
um, the BBC was talking about the corruption of the police in Nigeria, SARS, and just how commonplace it is that these police officers will stop you, harass you for money, and if you do not give them the money, they will literally kill you. You know, so it's really disturbing. So I want people to realize when these kids are saying that they're fighting to end SARS, it's that serious. Like literally when you get to a checkpoint, you better not have a smile on your face because just even something as simple as a smile and showing joy may tip them off to, oh, you might have money. Even something as simple as having dreadlocks, oh, you must have money. Don't have tattoos. They swear that you're one of these Yahoo boys. And then at that point, they think you have money. So it's crazy. Let me go ahead and show you guys this. Give me just a second here to pull up this video. Where is the video here? Okay. Is this it? Okay, this is it. Okay. Last month, the police officer stopped him to demand a bribe. He requested for $2,000. That's about $10, what Godwin would have made working as a taxi driver that morning. So I said, I'm coming from the church with my family. He was with his wife and their three children. He refused to pay. All of a sudden, I had a gunshot twice. And now went down. Holding my jaw like this, and the blood was just gushing out. So the bullet came right through there? Right through here. The officer had shot him for refusing to pay $10. We're given that audacity to shoot the gun to innocent people. We were not robbers. The perception has been that the police is corrupt. You can abuse the rights of the average citizen. Kemi Okinoto studies police corruption. She says low salaries and a culture of impunity has led to this. Videos on local media show police officers inside people's cars demanding money. The officer exhibits no shame. His victims reveal no surprise. This is the number of the ATM. This is the code. I don't have 25,000. I don't have more than 2,000. In Nigeria, this is daily life. For some, when the person asking for money has a club or a gun, bribes are more like ransoms. The low-level corruption makes it worse when you come in contact with police officers, when you go and report a case and a case. Okay, so I want to just show you guys that. So you guys see like how they're just so bold with it. And for $10, because that man didn't give him $10, he shot him in the face. And if you later on watch the interview... They also shot his wife while she was breastfeeding her baby, their baby, and they killed his wife. All that over $10. So that is what these kids are trying to fight for because the corruption has gotten so bad where they're just blatantly, if they come to you, if you get pulled over, they say, give me money. You don't have it. They're just shooting you. And people are tired. So it's, it's really scary, all the stuff that's going on. So I want to go ahead and kind of segue into the whole Beyonce situation. <laughs> so we had a really good conversation yesterday on Instagram. It caused some drama, but you know, I don't care. I'm going to say what I got to say. Um, basically, what went down is that um, there's an Afrobeat artist. Her name is um, Tiwa Savage. 
and she has some dope songs. She was featured on, you know how Beyonce did her whole album this past summer? She released it on Disney Plus called Black is King. And so she went to Nigeria and other parts of Africa. She took a lot, you know, from Nigeria, showed a lot of like, you know, cultural references. There was a lot of African spirituality. I did a whole breakdown on the video several months ago. So basically, Tiwa was calling out Beyonce because she feels like, you know, you're Beyonce. You should be doing a lot more and you should be speaking out. Um, because you've used our culture, you've come to Nigeria, you've had people, you know, work on your album and everything else. So she was calling her out. And I had a few things to say about this yesterday. You know, some folks got their feelings, honey, but it, it made me no difference. So let me go ahead and show you guys um, what happened. And then Beyonce's publicist, Yvette, came out and she kind of, she didn't say T.Y.'s name, but you could tell she was addressing T.Y. So let me go ahead and show you guys this here. Give me just a second to pull this up. Okay, so this was the um, the article here. So I'm calling on Beyonce and the whole team. And I'm telling you, you cannot ignore this. You cannot be quiet. Because we all celebrated the Black is King. <laughs> so I'm calling on Beyonce, elevating to show the world that Black is King and how beautiful Afrobeat and Africa and our culture is. I want them to please use their voice and their platform right now because this same country that birthed this genre is on fire right now. It is on fire. Where these creatives are from is on fire. So I'm calling on Beyonce and the whole team. And I'm telling you, you cannot ignore this. You cannot be quiet. Because we all celebrated the Black is King. <laughs> I personally was so proud to be part of that project, but please, you cannot be quiet on this. You cannot elevate and to show the world. You cannot be quiet on this. You cannot. I know people are gonna hate me. I know I'm gonna get backlash from this. I know, I know. There's even a possibility that I might get I don't know, blacklisted or whatever. But if I'm saying that I'm an Afrobeat artist and we all know that this whole genre and all of my colleagues all know that <laughs> this came from Afrobeat, which was birthed by Felakuti, then we also know what he stood for. And we have to stand for the same thing because nothing has changed. Nothing. So please. Okay, so then people went to Beyonce's Instagram page. And this kind of disturbed me. This really bothered me. Um, and you guys know how I feel about celebrity worship. And it was just so much begging, you know, begging her to say something, you know, people shaming her. I mean, it was crazy. Her Instagram comments were on fire last night. So then Yvette, this is Beyonce's publicist. She came out and she says, 
not, not all activists live on social media. Not all doers look for validation, nor your approval. Not all work is a photo op. Make it normal to stop judging people's actions based on posts. Posts don't make you an activist. Actions make you an activist. Whatever, whether in the background or in the streets, we all choose a different path to get it done. Blessed are those who do not see, yet they believe. Actions speak louder than posts. Stop judging. So that is what she said. And so this is what I wrote on here. And before I get started, let me just come on camera so y'all can see my damn face. I don't think that, you know, T.Y. meant that in any type of disrespect. I don't think she was being disrespectful, you know, by asking that of Beyonce. But I will say this, I don't like it. I don't like this God complex that people have given to not just Beyonce, but other celebrities, where people feel like just because there's a celebrity stamp on something, it's supposed to do something more. It's like we spend so much time praising celebrities, but the people who are really putting work on the ground, y'all don't praise them and uplift them. And, you know, I've never changed my stance. I don't care if this has to do with Nigeria or America. I've always kept the same stance. Quit looking to celebrities to lead you. Last week, I played the clip about Malcolm X, where I was saying that, you know, everything he was saying even back in the 60s still rings true today with how we put celebrities on a particular pedestal. So this is what I said yesterday on Instagram. And I said basically this. The problem here is, once again, people are looking for celebs. Oh, hold on. Let me put it on the screen so y'all can um, see it. Give me just a second here. So I said the problem is, once again, people are looking for celebs to speak up and be their voice. Beyonce isn't even Nigerian. Besides posting on IG like Rihanna and other celebs, what will change? What change will she be able to bring to a corrupt regime that has been in power far too long? Nigeria's problems are way deeper than Beyonce making a post about it on social media. I get wanting to see her say something because she used African culture slash visuals in her most recent album, but the begging and pleading all over her IG page is disturbing. Y'all hold these celebs in such high regards. This woman holds absolutely no political power here or abroad. Honestly, I could care less what Beyonce thinks at a time like this. How about we demand to hear from people who can actually help to usher in change in Nigeria? We should be worried about holding those behind these senseless killings accountable. While folks are pressed and worrying about what Beyonce is or isn't doing on IG, the youth are preparing for another possible by friend 2.0, hashtag and SARS. So that is what I have to say about the situation. Um, like I said, I don't feel like she meant any disrespect towards Beyonce. I understand the frustration. But again, regardless if Beyonce came and, you know, used African visuals and had Nigerian artists, let's keep it real. The It was a two-way benefit. Everybody's acting like Beyonce came to Africa and just pillage. It was definitely a two-way benefit. People who were on the Blackest King album, they were basically given an even bigger global stage. You know what I'm saying? Granted, a lot of these people were already big in Africa, already had their own fan base, already had global recognition. But let's not act like them being um, seen with Beyonce or being on Beyonce's album did not also benefit them. So let's keep that real. Everybody likes to forget that. 
Now, like I was saying, um, would it be nice if she would have came out earlier and said something? Yeah, that's fine. But, you know, people just simply posting, celebrities simply putting a hashtag, that's not necessarily action. And I understand people saying, well, she has a huge platform. She's going to bring more people to the situation. I get that. But a lot of y'all was doing a bit too much begging. And this was hours afterwards. Because when the first, when the shootings first started, when the people were there peacefully protesting and the government came in, the, the militia came in and just started blowing people away. Guess who was quick to post it? The Shade Room. That's also ran by Nigerians, right? They were posting it and the Shade Room, hate them or like, you know, hate them or love them. They have a huge platform. When they post something, trust me, the celebrities are watching. So the Shade Room posted the story super quick. After that, a lot of celebrities were also posting and things like that. But my thing is, we don't need Beyonce to do anything. If she chooses to say something great, if she doesn't, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot more serious stuff going on than people worrying about Beyonce. It makes more sense to me to be tagging the UN and people in, in political power than Beyonce. She has no political power. She has no real ties to Nigeria. You know, so and, and a lot of times with her, she tends to work behind the scenes. I remember when she was getting a bunch of backlash during these different um, riots that had gone on in America, like the Mike Brown situation, the Eric Gardner situation. And people would say, you know, where's Beyonce? Where's Jay-Z? Then we found out after the fact, you know, several weeks later, they were actually paying to get people, you know, out of jail. They were paying people's bails. So some people move in silence and that's OK. Everything doesn't have to be for social media. I'm the same way. There's a lot of people that I help out on the back end and that I look out for. I don't need to post what I do on social media. You know, I think there was a lot of people bringing awareness to the situation. Let's praise those people, you know, instead of worrying about Beyonce. So anyways, what ended up happening last night, because I ain't go to bed till three o'clock in the morning. I had time because like we were up all night yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Just discussing all this stuff on Instagram, going back and forth. You know what I'm saying? With people. She, they literally woke her ass out of bed and was like, Beyonce, Beyonce, bitch, get your ass up. They're dragging you all over your Instagram. Um, Beyonce's ass don't woke up at one o'clock in the morning, honey, and wrote a whole statement about SARS. They don't punch her so bad. Her entire statement was in <laughs> green, white, and green. Honey, I was dying when this came out. Let me go ahead and show y'all this. And this was my post. Some people got offended by the title. Y'all know me. I don't give a shit. This is my Instagram. I title and post my stories how I want to. Don't like, unfollow. So let me go ahead and show y'all this. Give me just a second. <laughs> so I had posted Beyonce forced out of bed at 1 a.m. to release a statement about SARS. So this is what Beyonce wrote. She says, I am heartbroken to see the senseless brutality taking place in Nigeria. There has to be an end to SARS. We have been working on partnerships with the youth, with youth organizations to support those protesting for change. We are collaborating with coalitions to provide emergency health care, food and shelter to our Nigerian sisters and brothers. We stand with you. Then she says to visit Beyonce.com for a list of organizations to show your support. So, like I said, to me, I mean, that was nice that she woke up and did that. But what really frustrated me with everybody 
so busy running to Beyonce's Instagram. Beyonce, where are you? Beyonce, say something. Beyonce, hashtag NSARS. DJ, okay, Switch was out there literally all day. Y'all really should have been coming together praising that woman, okay? This is a woman who is a Nigerian DJ. She has a following on social media. And shout out to the young girl who had sent me, you know what I'm saying, her link and stuff in my DM. She's a huge fan. She was crying because a lot of people thought that DJ Switch had gotten killed. She was out there with the peaceful protesters, live streaming. And then when the bullets started flying, um, she was recording some people who had got shot. They were trying to render aid. And then all of a sudden her camera went out. So everybody thought that DJ Switch had gotten killed. And then there was a hit put out on her that basically they see her, they need to shoot her on sight. It's that bad. So y'all are crying about Beyonce, who's safe in her house in, I don't know where the hell she lives, Cali somewhere. Meanwhile, there's somebody on the ground in Nigeria with boots who has some type of celebrity, and she's literally out there dodging bullets. That's who everybody should have been hashtagging and uplifting. Not to knock nothing Beyonce or anybody else is doing behind the scenes to help. That's great. But let's acknowledge the folks who are putting work in on the ground. That's the same thing that pissed me off that happened here in the Twin Cities. And people thought I was just hating. When I turn on my local news and I see people who are not from the Twin Cities talking on behalf of the Twin Cities, speaking about the George Floyd situation, you're not from the South Side. You're not from Minnesota. You don't know the community. I couldn't go to Brooklyn and speak on behalf of stuff going on in Brooklyn. I couldn't go to the Bronx and speak on stuff going on, you know, in, in the Bronx. And I would never think to do that. I would never think to go to somebody else's city and speak for those people. But we allowed it here because they were celebrities. So we saw all these celebrities on television. We saw Nick Cannon come in and, you know, do a photo op. But since all that went down, have they been back? The violence is skyrocketing. Y'all, y'all, you know, been screaming defund the police, which has been defunded. Now the police, they don't care. They sit and watch. And the celebrities that we were championing, well, not me, a lot of y'all, have went back home. Just like they flew in for the funeral, took up all the seats. People who personally knew George Floyd couldn't get in. But somehow T.I., Tiffany Haddish, Kevin Hart, people who never met this man had front row seats. The celebrity worship is ridiculous, okay? And it makes no sense to me. There are people here in the Twin Cities, not me, but there are people here in the Twin Cities who've been putting in work for years, helping with gang violence, helping with you know community efforts. They should have been on the national television on CNN, speaking about the community, speaking about George Floyd, speaking about the South Side, not people from New York, who this was their first time in the Twin Cities. So that's all I'm saying. Like we put celebrities and people who have a name on such a pedestal when you really have people who are doing the work and they should be given that light. So when I say that, I'm not saying it from like a hating place or you just want to be on the news. I don't do interviews and I don't, I don't hop, you know what I'm saying, on the news and I don't get up and do speeches. I'm a YouTuber, that's it, that's all. Anything I help with is usually just behind the scenes. I don't want to be the voice of anybody. I'm not the most articulate person. I come here. I have dialogue. I have discussions. 
But if I can be the voice for those people who don't have a platform, I will do that. And I think those are the people that we need to uplift. So for y'all who don't know, um, yes, uh, Jay, he said, I agree to you, the celebrity idolization is not right. Yeah, it's just too much. Let me show y'all what DJ Switch was doing yesterday while y'all was crying all day, all night on Beyonce's Instagram page, begging for her to say something. She released a statement, and this morning, people still got killed. So it didn't change anything, right? But let me show y'all what DJ Switch was doing literally all day yesterday. I've been literally risking her life. I just It just made me have so much respect for her. So this is DJ Switch. And so this is what I wrote. I said, Nigerian female DJ Switch has been posting on IG Live the past 24 hours off and on. She has been showing the world what's happening in the streets. Earlier today, it was announced that the government put a hit on her, yet she's still on the ground helping the wounded and risking her life to bring freedom to Nigeria. She and countless others are the ones who people should be uplifting, praising, and checking on. Also, while streaming with... Um, with Sam Kellef, security operatives continue to fire gunshots at her and her team. Hashtag and SARS. Um, and then I went on to write, y'all can get mad at me all you want over my Beyonce post, but I said what I said. Uplift the Nigerians on the ground risking their lives and stop worrying about Queen B and what she posts on Instagram. 100. So this is hey, listen up, please. It's morning. We're wearing the same clothes. Same matter, different day. But it's from last night. There's no curfew right now. It's morning, and they are not even shooting up. They're shooting straight bullets at us. They are. Uh, listen up, please. It's morning. We're wearing the same. They are uh, positioned by the side of Lekki Expressway, and we're taking some guy to the hospital right now. Please, I'm begging you guys. I'm begging you people with everything that we have. Look, there are people here. We're not enough. We need more. They are uh, positioned by the side people. We need more people. We need known people. We need support. You need, look. They are still shooting even as we are going back. You can hear the bullets. So please, we need to come up people. We need more people. Nigeria, eh? These men will do whatever it takes, whatever is in their power, to make sure that we don't have the change that we deserve. Please. Please, please, and please, 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 and please. Nigeria, look at. I can't show you that. They're shooting from. They're shooting from. I think they're barracks or something. See, then they come. Then they come for the war. Then they come for the war. Put your head down. Put your head down. Everybody, head down. Head down. Head down. Head down. Jesus. So that that's her. Now, now, let me say this. I'm not saying that everyone, because you always got people who act like when I say something, I'm somehow painting everybody with one brush. If the shoe doesn't fit, then you shouldn't be upset. OK, I'm saying to the ones who were sitting there stalking Beyonce's page and, and you know, I'm there upset about Beyonce not posting something all day, every day yesterday. Use that energy to uplift people in your own country. Of course, you had people who were uplifting her and giving her props and thanking her. But I'm just saying that more people should have been worried and concerned about her and her putting her life on the line than about Beyonce not posting. 
So that's how I feel about that. I mean, the whole situation is just very scary. Um, has anybody heard from her today? Because I haven't, I've been kind of off and on social media. So I don't know if she's posted anything recently. Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Um, Andrea says, is that a Dragon Ball tea hoodie? Or honey, I love these sweaters. Yes, this is my conspiracy one. It says, um, my tin hat, oh, it's tingling. <laughs> and you can get that um, in my t-shirt store. So I have all types of different designs. And we are, we're working on the Blockiana design as I speak. So hopefully I'll have that within the next week or two. So that's the next one coming up. Um, let's see here. Um, Mr. Ifoloa. Mr. Ifoloa, he sent $5. He says, yeah, I have family in Oshon State. The government does not funnel funds to the citizens, and they suffer praying for our brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for the super chat. Thank you for coming through. I appreciate it. Um, Shiz Burma sent $4.99, says, yes, boo, I love you, T. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming through. Um, let's see here. Um, Natasha... Shanice says, hey, T, today's my 38th birthday, and I've been watching you since you made your whipped shea butter. Your journey has been amazing to watch. Thank you so much, sis, and happy birthday. I know it's been a crazy month thus far, but I hope you're enjoying your day. So thank you so much for coming through. Um, let's see here. I am Montrod. One says, I finally was able to support absolutely love your vids your lives and your info i love the length never too long very informative and honest i love you sis stay well also listen to your podcast and i'm a truck driver that's awesome thank you so much for coming through and thank you so much for the super chat i really appreciate it um let's see here um Darylin Quick sent five. She says, love you, T. I understand T. Y. wanting her to speak out, but she didn't even give her enough time to speak on it. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, when she posted that, she had posted that, I believe, like a day or so ago. And the SARS situation has been going on for a while because you figure I did my first video about it last week. So the SARS situation has been going on for a while. So I guess that's why people were kind of impatient. Like it's been over a week, Beyonce still hasn't said anything. But when she came to Nigeria, she was looking for backup dancers and, you know, singers and entertainers and things like that. You know, but at the end of the day, I, I just I can't look to any celebrity that I'm just not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? I rather them hold people who can make change, hold their feet to the fire. So thank you so much for that. Um Alexis B sent 10. She says, why is everybody worrying about what Beyonce is doing? They should be worrying about what they can do to help. I agree. Maria K says, hey, T, loved you since I was in college many years back, but sending love from the shy. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Hey, T, love you. I agree with you. If she profits, then she can speak on it. Um, that was from Jazzy Huggins. Thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Um, Sabrina says somebody on Twitter was saying if Beyonce had posted sooner, things could have been prevented. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Are they serious? Y'all think Beyonce has that much power 
over a country that she's probably been to a handful of times. Like, come on, this stuff that that's what I'm saying. That's the stuff that's just so annoying. And that's like the goofy comments that people were posting as if this woman posting something is supposed to just just dissolve over 50 years of conflict. It's ridiculous. I can't even believe that somebody fixed their mouth to say that on Twitter. Like if Beyonce would have said something, nobody would be shot right now. Are you serious? Some of you guys talk as if you have no teeth. Um, let's see here. BL Sherelle says B throws her money around, bails out protesters, funds organizations. She don't need to be on the front lines. Uh, throw her money like she's been doing. That's the best asset to all these social issues. Not trying to be Ice Cube or Diddy. Thank you so much, BL. I appreciate you coming through. Thank you for the super chat. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's too much. Like y'all need to stop trying to put these celebrities on a pedestal. For real, for real. Um, let's see. Somebody sent a $50 super chat. Aisha Muhammad did. She says, hey T, did you hear about the case in Ottawa, Canada? A cop killed a Somali man in front of his mother. He was acquitted of all charges. Literally, Canadians were like, okay, whatever. The video is gruesome. Much love. The Somalians are praying for Nigeria. Thank you so much, sis. And thank you so much for the $50 super chat. I really appreciate it. I have not seen that video. Um, it's turmoil literally happening everywhere. Like literally globally, everywhere, some type of turmoil. It's really sad. It's really sad. But thank you so much for that. I'll definitely look up the story after the stream so I can find out more about it. So I appreciate it. Um, Ty Jones says celebrities are capitalist. They benefit off of the same system that they tell us to destroy. Mm. They sure are. And a lot of people learned the hard way with 50 cent. See, now everybody's mad at 50 cent. Um, you know what? 50 cent needs to quit playing. He was already going to vote for Trump. He just wanted an excuse to be messy. So if you guys don't know, 50 Cent had took to Instagram and he basically posted like um, the tax, you know, percentages of like for New York and New Jersey. And he was saying that basically Biden's uh, Joe Biden, excuse me, um, his tax plan is just ridiculous. So he was voting for Trump. So, of course, Trump is having a field day with this, you know, and again, a lot of these celebs, especially if they have a lot of money they're going to be thinking about themselves first and the people second. I mean, that's just what it is. That's why you have to depend and support people who are from that movement, who are from that community, who are trying to make change, who live in that, you know, that area, because they can be relatable to the people there. Somebody who lives in a whole nother country in a $10 million mansion, I'm not saying they can't relate, but are they going to be, you know what I'm saying? It's just easier for them to cut a check. You know what I'm saying? So anything they say, it's just going to be in the form of their brand. Nine times out of 10, they're not going to be out there dodging bullets. Half of them didn't even show up to the damn riots to walk alongside the people. You know, so it's just, I don't know. It's very interesting. Um, sickled but not broken, sent 499. She says, I'm Nigerian. My dad and husband have both been victims of the Nigerian police abuse. We need to stop looking at celebrities to fight our battles. I agree. Thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Appreciate it. Um, ben Dollars says, Beyonce is Oshun. She should use her powers. <laughs> okay, y'all are wilding now. I keep telling y'all. <laughs> y'all, 
Beyonce is not God, okay? She can try and, you know, put on a dress and, and do her hair and makeup like she's an Oshun, but she's not God. She's just Beyonce. <laughs> but that's funny, though. If only she had the power, right? Um, Lakia sent 10. She says, hey, T, love when I catch a live. Didn't you say watch what happens in October? This world is getting worse. Every day is something new. Shake my head. It's sad. Yes, sis, and thank you so much for coming through. I did say that about, I think maybe two weeks ago, well, back when we were in September, and I was just saying that October is going to be a very crazy month. I had a lot of crazy dreams in the hospital. You know, I, I see a lot of stuff in my dreams. And granted, I was on Dilaudid, but still, you know, I see a lot of stuff in my dreams. And um, I just felt like October was going to be crazy. And so far it is. And I also feel like the election is, what, 13 days away. I don't know what's going to happen, you guys. I don't know who's going to win. But I feel like whoever wins, it's going to be some type of chaos here in the country. I don't know if you guys saw Obama earlier. He was going off. Woo, Obama was throwing shade and I was here for it. <laughs> Obama was talking tall shit. Okay, he was dragging Trump. You know, I said, I guess Obama had time today because he came out there and he had to say, he said what he had to say. He was like, if I had a Chinese bank account, they'd be calling me, you know what I'm saying, uh, Barry Bangkok or some shit. He had me dying. I said, okay, this is the Obama that I wish we'd have seen more of in the damn White House. You know, so he was saying what he had to say, but it, it's going to be very interesting. Um, right now, it's the 21st of the month. There's going to be a lot more chaos to come. And I definitely feel like there's a civil war that's going to be brewing in Nigeria. And one thing, you know, with any war, there's casualties. Like nobody ever gained change, be it peace or otherwise, by just, you know, protesting peacefully. There had to be bloodshed. So as much as this breaks my heart and it made me cry yesterday watching all those videos, it's heartbreaking when I'm seeing a child, you know, who's 12 or 13 and he's literally holding his foot in his hand screaming that shit that I'm never going to be able to get out of my head. But I also understand that, you know, it's a reset and a change has to come. And with the change, especially in a country like Nigeria, it's going to there's going to be bloodshed. There's going to be people. There's going to be people losing their lives. You know, hopefully it won't be long like a three-year war, but something has to give. Everything that's been going on there for the past several years has just been a powder keg waiting to blow. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot more stuff. Okay, it was Beijing, Barry. I said Bangkok. <laughs> he was like, if I, had a, if I had a Chinese bank account, then he called me Beijing, Barry. Well, I think Bangkok, Barry, is funnier. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, Beijing Barry. Yeah, I said, okay, Obama got jokes, honey. He was going off. You know, like I said, I'm just I'm just here waiting to see what happens. You know, 2020 has been a very, very tumultuous, scary year. But like I told you guys a few weeks ago, what scares me is what's going to be ushered in in 2021. That's, you know, we're all thinking, oh, well, 2020 is almost over and whew. 2021 is right around the corner, but I wouldn't celebrate too much. They already made an announcement on CNN that they may be canceling Thanksgiving. Not the holiday, but saying that people should not be having family come over for Thanksgiving. 
it's like, what more do y'all want from us? Like, I really feel like crying. Like, remember how Tyrese was crying? What more do you want from me? That's really how I feel. Like, what more do y'all want? Now y'all are talking about we shouldn't have Thanksgiving with our family because of C-19. And then they're saying, oh, but things should get better sometime in the spring of 2021 because the vaccine will be ready. We don't want a damn vaccine. We want to just eat turkey and, you know, cranberry dressing and shit like that. We want to celebrate Thanksgiving with people that we haven't seen in a while. Anybody think about that damn vaccine? A good vaccine takes 10 years to make. So either y'all had been working on this vaccine and this was all a damn pandemic 10 years in advance. Or there's some shit in the mix and, and the vaccine's going to end up killing a lot of people. I don't know. I just don't trust it. Damn, I'm hungry now. Talking about Thanksgiving and shit. Um, Tierra J. Monique says everything that is happening in Africa right now is heartbreaking. You said October was going to be a crazy month. Sending love and prayers to our African sisters and brothers. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you for coming through and thanks for the super chat. Yeah, it is. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. So I've been out here for 48 minutes, you guys. I'm not, I don't really want to rush off. So if this stream ends up being a little bit longer, like an hour and a half, you know, two hours, you know, God forbid to the ones who complain, can you just let me just stream as long as I need to? Because I've been stressed and I just want to sit here with y'all. Um, let me see here. Somebody in the chat. Bree, Bree, uh, Bree Breezy says, T, I love your political videos. I could watch them all day. I know the Discord is for your special viewers, but please drop at least some of yeah, please drop at least some of them on your podcast, please. Um, I am working on a podcast um with somebody who's very versed in politics as well. So um we'll probably we'll we might do it tomorrow. We'll see. But I am working on that. I wanted to get my mom to come on a podcast so that way she could speak further about SARS and other things going on in Nigeria. She said she would think about it, but my mom is not a social media person at all. She's like, that's your realm. All them people are crazy. I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> that's my mom. But she said she might. So I'm trying to talk her into it. I would love for her to come on my podcast and really speak because literally my mom calls me every morning ranting and raving about everything going on in Nigeria long before all this happened. Like literally that's our conversation every morning. Do you know what happened now? I just got sent this on Yahoo News. So like that's our conversation every morning. So I would love for her to come on to my podcast. I'm going to ask her again. Maybe, she, I know she's probably watching. She, she's been watching my live streams too. She was trying to get on me like, don't be on your live streams cussing so much. I'm like, mom, don't, don't, this is my domain. Don't come in here trying to dictate how I run my show. <laughs> you're not Nigerian moms. They still treat you like, <laughs> like you're their child. You know what I'm saying? Like you're still their baby, no matter how old you are. You know, so that's, that's an African mom. But I'm going to ask her again and see what she says. But thank you. I'm glad you like my political stuff. You know, some people feel like I should just stick to celebrity news. But every now and then I do like to hit politics, you know, because I know what's going on, you know, so I like to talk about it. Um, let's see here. Uh, Serena Haynes says, nobody wants that damn microwave TV dinner vaccine. <laughs> thank you. OK, she says, I agree with you, T. Love you. Pronounce Cesarina. Ooh, OK, that's pretty. I wouldn't have thought it was pronounced like that the way it's spelled, Cesarina. I like that. Thank you so much for the super chat, sis. 
I agree. Don't nobody want that vaccine that they done they don't pulled out of nowhere. He was talking so confidently too. Oh, you know, y'all may not get Thanksgiving with your family, but don't worry because come spring, the vaccine will be available and then you can go see them. Nah, brother, you need to slow the hell down. You're talking too quick. I know a slick tongue person when I see one. What you mean we don't get Thanksgiving turkey with our family, but we get, you know, we look, we got to look forward to a vaccine come this spring. So are you trying to say that the vaccine is about to be mandatory? Are you low-key saying that we can't fly or travel without first getting the vaccine? There's some shit in the mix and I'm not trusting it at all. Let's see here. Uh, Gigi Dome says, hey, T, I work in the lab and perform C-19 testing. Positivity, positivity is going back up and hospitalizations too. I would not celebrate Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for that. Like I said, I've been seeing it where they're saying that it's going back up. Can we at least have like our immediate family come over? Like, can my brothers and my mom come over? Or is it just going to be me and my two kids like we did on Easter? I don't know. It just sucks. It just really sucks. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. STL Chaluta says, I've been a fan of yours and finally able to catch a live stream plus become a member. I appreciate your opinion and giving the real news. Thank you so much. And thanks for coming through, sis. I appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Alexa Capella says, who complains about long streams? They're never long enough, in my opinion. Thank you for keeping us company through work, chores, etc." Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate that. You'll be surprised, honey. People find everything. There'll be somebody now. Oh, oh my God. I can't believe you wore a sweater. Oh, I didn't get to see your boobs, honey. They will find everything. <laughs> They'll complain about the fact that this is red. You know, so it's always something. But, you know, we ignore the people who just complain about goofy stuff, honey. Uh, Sierra sent 9.99. She says, it's 9.21, Auntie. I don't care how long the live is. Do your thing. I love you. I love you too. So let's see here. We talked about Beyonce. Uh, we talked about DJ Switch. So the thing to talk about now is Tori and Meg Thee Stallion. <laughs> this situation literally just, it, it just, it annoys me because this has been going on. Think about this. It's now October 21st. All of this came into our consciousness July 12th, July, August, September, October. Four months of this who shot who? Who's guilty? Where's Kelsey? Where's the security guard? Okay, so let me say this. Y'all sent me the clip of the security guard talking. I don't know how I feel about that. He's saying that he's Tory's security guard. I would prefer to see him talking. I want to see his face. I want to look into his eyes. I want to feel his energy, his vibe. Because when I'm listening to him talk, I'm like, how do we know that this is actually the security guard? Like, literally, I could just, you know, make a video, put up a blank screen and be like, hey, I'm Tory Lanez security and uh, he didn't shoot Meg. Make shot himself. Like I could just pretend to be the security guard. You know, so I just I just I wasn't feeling that. I wasn't impressed. I really thought it was gonna be like a sit-down interview. I mean, nobody really knows that that's really his security guard. 
People were like, no, it's his security guard. Well, send me proof. Nobody has sent me proof. They just keep saying that's him. Well, how do y'all know? It could be me. <laughs> shit. <laughs> y'all not know how to change voices and shit. So I don't know. I didn't like that one. I wasn't really feel. I wasn't, you know, feeling the whole security guard thing. I was like, whatever, honey. But so I think that. And, and the way that Tori just came out of nowhere, because isn't it funny? Don't y'all find it funny that supposedly the security guard was out here spilling tea? And it seemed like a lot of people kind of felt like me, the people who have common sense. We're like, how do we know that this is him? Who is this? He ain't got no picture. He's just talking. Somebody just put up a picture of some, some man with Tori. We don't know if that's the same man in the audio. So we weren't buying it. We're all like, okay, all right, we listen. Next case. So I feel like because Tori or Tori's camp didn't get like, I guess, the reception to the security guard leaked video, that's why he decided to come out and tell his story. Because I, I find it very funny that the security guard supposedly came out talking and then when nobody was buying what the security guard was selling, then all of a sudden, hey, you guys, meet me on Instagram Live at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. I'm going live to tell my side. So I watched it. It was like a 30-minute live. I didn't watch it while he was live because I was, you know, laying down. But I ended up watching it after the fact. And I watched the entire live. Um, like I told you guys from day one, I I'm not on either team. Here, you know, a lot of people want people to side behind Megan just because she's a female. I'm team truth, period. I just want the truth to come out. And I don't think there's anything wrong with questioning. That's the shit that pisses me off. Because a lot of y'all feel like because somebody's questioning or saying, well, this ain't panning out. What Meg is saying sounds kind of fishy. There's a few holes. What he's saying sounds kind of fishy. There's a few holes. There's nothing wrong with saying we're going to wait and just let the damn court do their job because both y'all stories sound funny. OK, and I don't think there's anything wrong with people feeling that way. So I watched his live yesterday um, and he seemed. The vibe I got from it is I felt like he was basically reiterating a lot of the talking points that me and other people have said on social media. It's almost like he's watched all these social media videos with people asking questions because people have the right to ask questions. And he has the right to tell his story. Megan had no problem going live three times and telling her side of the story. So I'm not knocking him for that. But I feel like he was basically, his response was more or less like, Oh, well, if this happened, how? Because there's, you know, 26 tendons in the foot and there's bones and none of your tendons were, you know, were, were mashed from this bullet. Well, that's stuff that people on social media have been saying. Oh, well, how do you even know who could have shot you because your back was turned? Didn't I say that a few weeks ago? Like you keep going live, Megan, and you're giving his damn counsel ways to basically break down your story. And her story has changed several times. So it's like he's pointing out all those inconsistencies in her story. And he's using that for his live stream. But the thing that I didn't hear, and I listened to it, I didn't hear him just say, I didn't shoot you. And if you didn't shoot her, who shot her? That's what I'm not getting from this. Everybody's just doing a bunch of talking. But they're not really saying anything. He's basically regurgitating everything we've said on social media. 
when we listen to her weird story that didn't pan out and, and add up. Well, you know, if you were shot and, and you know, and, and, and the nurses and the doctors were there and you were on the stretcher, you were away from us. So you could have told them if you feared for your life, then why not tell the police? I'm not going to protect the black man who just shot me. Fool, I said that months ago. So, I mean, am I tripping? I, I'm not really like you're basically reiterating everything we've been saying on social media. What happened? Were you fucking Meg? And Kelsey, that's what we're trying to hear. Were you trying to holler at Kylie? You, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't learn anything new from what he said. Another thing that was kind of funny in his stream is you could tell he was really hurt by how people in the industry did him. You know, during quarantine radio, y'all would come on my show and kiki and laugh with me. And then everybody just turned on me. Welcome to the industry. One of the fakest industries known to man. It's called Hollyweird. Okay? Those people weren't on your show because they were fans of yours. They were on your show because they were bored and stuck in the house because of C-19. Had there not been a virus, you wouldn't have a damn show. They were there because you were popping. The reason why Megan was there is because you were popping at the time. Everybody in the industry uses people for what they feel like they can benefit from them. And so while you were promoting demon time, sir, and calling on demons and trying to, you know what I'm saying, perpetuate that bullshit to the youth, those demons answered your call. Because you notice he started saying, oh, I've gotten closer to God and I pray every day and me and God and, you know, I took this time to reflect, you know, now everything is God. But when you was popping, it was all about demons and strawberry milk. <laughs> I ain't forget. That girl's pouring strawberry milk all over her damn ass like she was possessed. Just shaking strawberry milk all over herself. I'm like, what the hell is this? And grown adults was co-signing it. That's why, I, that's why I just sit and laugh how everybody tries to act brand new now. A lot of y'all were at quarantine radio. Shit, y'all was sending me the damn links. A lot of y'all supported it. People are fake and fickle and they go with the crowd. And depending on who's more popular, that's who they'll go with. So he found out the, the hard way that the industry, they don't care about that. So I don't know. I wasn't that impressed by his story. I'm glad he said his side, but I, I don't really, I didn't learn anything new. He didn't go into any real details, just like she didn't. You know, we, we, we got into it. You know, we were arguing. Then I, I got out the car because I just didn't want to be around the arguing. What was y'all arguing about, sis? There was four of y'all. What was the argument about? Were you and uh, Kelsey smashing the same guy? Were you upset about Kylie? Like, what was the argument? Like, nobody will state what this argument was about. We want to know what led to a gun being pulled out during an argument. I don't think we're wrong for that. Oh, y'all got strawberries and milk? Oh, God. <laughs> the tea sippers and these damn emojis. All I see is strawberries and milk. <laughs> but I don't think that's wrong. I mean, think about it. Even in the hood when there's a shooting, what's the first thing everybody says? What happened? Oh, they was arguing. What was they arguing over? We want to know the tea. 
If there was an argument that led to somebody being shot, let me know what y'all was arguing about. So that way I know not to come at you and argue with you about certain shit. So that way I know, well, if, if you bring up this type of argument, it might trigger somebody to pull out a gun and start shooting. That, don't y'all find it funny that this is the whole point of how she was shot, but nobody's saying what the argument was about? It's a bunch of nonsense. So at this point, they, they all can just, you know, whatever. She said her side three times. He said his side. Um, then she came on and said he was crazy. <laughs> her damn tweet had me cracking up. She was like, that nigga's crazy. <laughs> so I don't know. All y'all sound crazy if you ask me shit. Let me go ahead and play y'all a bit of what he had to say. Let's see if I can find this. This whole situation's a mess. Yeah, he found out that fat meat was greasy, all right. The last three. Hold on. Let me go ahead and pull up this screen. This man watching damn Lovely T and DJ Academics and YouTube blog videos and trying to come out and, and give a speech. I got something to say. You didn't do you didn't say shit. Said everything we've been damn saying. All right, give me just a second here. Pull this up. Let's see here. The last three months of my life, I've been in this place where, you know, I've been bashed. I've been cut through just people every single day coming at me, coming at me, coming at me. And it's crazy because the whole thing about it is, is like when this whole uh, debacle or whatever you call it um, came about, the whole time it's like she knows what happened. I know what happened. And we know that what you're saying and what the alleged things and the alleged accusations of my name is are not true. It's falsified information. It's false information and it's not accurate information. I don't ever want to come off like I'm here to bash this girl or I'm here to talk down about this girl or ever be at a place where like I'm, I'm disrespecting her because to me as a person, she's still my friend. No matter what, even if she doesn't look at me like that, I look at her like she's still my friend. The last three months of my life, I've been in this place where you know, I've been bashed. I've been cut. People like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, everybody just showed me. I showed everybody love at the top of the year. Everybody was on quarantine radio. He, he, ha, ha, ha. And the second, y'all have an accusation, not even evidence. Niggas come bash me. I'm somebody who just, I don't get a say. Then I understand. Sometimes the way I move is unconventional. You know, and I, I came to a place where I was dealing with so much uh, just talk and heat and just people coming at me that I made music because I was like, this is how I can speak through what I got. Okay. Honey. Ooh, hold on. On site injuries. So they can so they can treat it right. You mean to tell me you lied to these people and they just treated you for glass when you had a bullet in you. Just saying, okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's just say they were dumb. You mean called for a gunshot in a suburban or whatever the car was, found that same suburban and found a gun in it, see you leaking and didn't check you for bullet wounds. I'll give you the benefit of doubt and say they were dumb. You then further said, yo, I'm not cotton mouth like a motherfucker smoking. <laughs> You then say, you then say, oh, well, I was trying to protect this black man, so I never said nothing. I was, I didn't want them to shoot me. I didn't want them to kill me. Okay, but when me and Kelsey and Kwan were over there being questioned, you were in a stretcher. No one is going to shoot you in a stretcher. You had plenty of time to tell the cops that you were in danger. You had plenty of time. 
I'm not protecting somebody who just heinously shot me after on-site injuries so they can. <laughs> this nigga is genuinely crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me come back on the screen, hoodie. Tori, you're a tea sipper. Just admit it. Okay. What he was like, you know, they were on quarantine radio. They were he, he, ha, ha. <laughs> He found out that fat meat is greasy, honey. Yeah, they'll kiki and he he ha ha on your shit while you're hot. But you know, like I said, the, the whole situation to me is crazy. Um, I know they went to court recently and the judge told him not to, you know, harass her or say anything to her. So I don't know if this is considered harassment. I I feel like it's just him telling his side, even though he's not really saying anything. But at this point, I, I just I, I just don't care anymore. You know, I, I'm just going to wait to see how this plays out in a court of law. OK. Um, it just and then the fact like I just don't like that phony shit. You get what I'm saying? Like right now. You're being blacklisted. I guess he's saying that people can't find his music on certain streaming platforms. Half the industry is not rocking with you, but he's still trying to act like, you know, I'm not doing this to bash her. You know, we're cool. That's still my friend. And I'm not saying he has to come out there and disrespect her, but don't be fake. Like you're fighting for your life and your reputation right now. Sorry, we're not friends. She already said that she doesn't consider you a friend. So him saying it just comes off as disingenuous. Just be honest with your emotions. You're upset. You're hurt. You have the right to be that way. You know, feel that way because of how people turn their backs on you. and You feel like they don't know the full story. But I don't like that fake stuff. Uh, that, oh, we're still friends and, you know, hey, I'm not trying to bash her. Yeah, you low-key are. And that's okay because she had no problem bashing him. So like I said, at this point, they can miss with the tiny violins. This story just does not pan out. Till this day, I don't know if y'all ever went back and watched that video. We never saw the security guard come out the truck. And he wasn't laying on the ground. I don't know if he was off camera, but where's the security guard? Because I'm not believing that audio <laughs> that somebody leaked, supposedly leaked a few days ago. That probably came from uh, Tori's camp. Where is Kelsey? Kelsey's steadily sitting in, in Instagram comment sections, you know, throwing shade, but she's not saying shit. So, I mean, the whole, the people who are there to be witnesses I don't know if they're intimidated, if they're scared, but all of this is just strange to me. And I think we all have a right to say that this is strange. And I don't like racking my brain over foolishness. I don't know if this is some shit, you know, that ties back to Rock Nation. I don't know. Or if this is just a case of two people drunk as hell fighting and a gun went off. I don't know. But it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. He really didn't say much. He just really reiterated a bunch of thoughts and conspiracies that people have been saying online any damn way. Let me go ahead and read some of these comments here. Um, over 9,000 sent 999. They said at this point, Kylie Jenner shot Megan and Chris is working with Rotten Nation dependent on Tory Lanez. You know what? At this point, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So I don't know. And remember, do y'all remember a few months ago 
Kylie got accused of throwing shade. This was right after the shooting happened. This was before Meg said anything. Or was it after Meg said something? It might have been after Meg made her first video. But if y'all remember, Kylie went to the beach and she took a picture of her foot. And everybody was like, oh, she's dissing Megan. She's throwing shots. Do y'all remember that? Or am I the only fool who just follows Kylie and seen it? <laughs> y'all remember that? Put a teacup if y'all remember folks dragging Kylie. That's why I feel like there's just more to the story. Why would she just take a picture of her foot in the sand, no title, and just post it? And then she deleted it. Once folks started dragging, like you're throwing shit at Megan, she deleted it. So I don't know. We're going to have to find out on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Because something ain't right. Um, Let's see here. Flora Tully says, I don't like attractive, rich Megan who chose to deal with the dude with a violent history and had no business being at the Jenner house is claiming the black woman struggle. She's a victim, but not a martyr. Mm. Thank you so much for that super chat. I appreciate it. Yeah. I see a lot of people who have been calling her out on social media about that, um, that she's trying to ride the whole, you know, protect black women wave, but they feel like, you know, a lot of the things, I guess, antics and stuff like that that she's done and gotten herself involved in that she's using that to ride the wave. I've seen comments like that on social media. So I don't know, honey, the whole situation, like I said, I just, I'm just going to wait for the truth because the story is just way too convoluted for me. So, um, El Simone 212 says at this point, I don't care what the argument was about. There's a lot of mess. There's a lot of missing in between his body language is key in the video. <laughs> he shot her. Much love, T. <laughs> Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Yeah, like I said, even in that video, in that long rant, he never just came out and said, I didn't shoot her. Y'all told me that he said it in his album. I didn't listen to the album. I heard the album was fire. I just, I just don't have the energy for either one of them. I haven't watched her new video and I haven't listened to his album. That's just me keeping it real. But I did hear that his album was good. But I guess on his album, he said that he didn't shoot her. But in this live stream, he really didn't just come out and say that. And again, if you did not shoot her, okay, we all know it wasn't a bullet that went straight in her foot. It was some type of graze or it was either glass or something that cut her or it was grazed. We all know her foot wasn't shattered. So we get that. But something happened. And that's what's not making sense. If you didn't do it, who did it? I, I don't know. Maybe it was strawberry milk. <laughs> Dom sent $9.99. He says, love you. Thank you for the live, Auntie. Keep it real, love. Thank you so much, and thanks for coming through. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Ooh, hold on. Let me go back real quick. Um, Pretty Ivy says, him and Kylie were vibing. They were all drunk, and he was Megan's guest. Him and Meg were in a situationship. Meg wanted to be his main. He says it in his mixtape. He was also dealing with Meg's best friend. Mm. Okay, so in that mixtape, he talks about, because I guess I haven't listened to it. So that's just me being honest. So what Pretty Ivy is saying is that in that mixtape, he's basically reiterating what Adam 22 had put out there. That him and Kylie were vibing and, you know, they were flirting and Meg felt a type of way. And that he was also 
smashing Meg's best friend, Kelsey. So it seems like he had more to say in his music than on that damn live stream. So thank you for that, T-Sis. I appreciate it. Let's see here. Um, Natural Yin says the audio has been out for weeks. It's fake because that person is saying she got shot at, <laughs> at Kylie's house and it happened near Meg's house. Okay, so the audio, that's what I'm saying. The audio to me just did not make any sense. So I appreciate that. So the, she's saying that the person, I didn't even catch that part where he said that she was shot at Kylie's house. Because I thought it happened, you know, in the middle of the street, like in between Kylie and Meg. So, yeah, it just sounded like a bunch of BS to me. I feel like it was something that somebody's PR team put out there, <clears throat> Tori. Um, and because it didn't stick, then he felt he had to come out and speak for himself. So thank you for that, sis. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Um, Kaden Wright says, both Meg and Tori are a mess. Her bestie went MIA, something isn't right, T. Yeah. Like I said, the only time you see Kelsey is every now and then. And it's just, she like she literally pops up on social media to either like throw shade, address a troll real quick, or else her sister is in like the comment section going back and forth with trolls, you know, who are accusing her sister of not being a good friend to Megan. So I don't know. Something happened that night. But the fact that it just... I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Like the fact that it's taken this much time to just let the truth be out there. It just doesn't sit well with me. Okay. Y'all keep putting feet in here. I keep seeing feet. Y'all are wilding. Let's see here. Tori is lying. He's a little leprechaun. <laughs> Brief from NYC says Kel uh, Kelsey needs to spill. Petty, messy, and ghetto. T uh, Tamara Clark says Tori is a tea sipper. I believe it. Let's see here. Kelsey better run and hide because Rock Nation ain't playing about Meg. Yeah, something is going on with that whole situation. Something, like I said, is just really fishy with that. And somebody said they signed an NDA. But what NDA would they have to sign, though? If they're all hanging out. You know, I, I they just I don't know. Like it's one thing if they're like at Kylie's house. I know the Kardashians, they don't play. If you even come around them, you have to sign an NDA. But what NDA would they have signed between themselves if they're all supposed to be friends and the situation went down? And I'm sorry, if I'm with my best friend and some dude shoots my friend, all NDAs are out the window. I'm singing like a damn canary. Okay. So the fact that the best friend is not saying anything. Tori's just, you know, reiterating conspiracies. Meg's story got holes in it. The, the security guard, we can't find him. Something's just not right. Something's just not right. Yeah, we about to call it footgate in a minute. Because that's what it's turned into. It's a whole footgate situation. Let's see here. Probably sign one at the house. An NDA would void. Yeah, okay. Ricky Wren says an NDA would void in a criminal case. Exactly. So even if they signed an NDA, it just it wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense. Antonio Martinez says Tori was looking like a high-ass Bobby Brown. <laughs> y'all are a mess. I swear y'all are a mess. Yeah, this whole situation is crazy. 
So on that note, what else do y'all want me to talk about real quick before I go? I've been on here for an hour and almost uh, 30 minutes. So what else can we talk about? Oh, let me ask y'all about this, the J-Lo situation. A lot of folks were giving J-Lo backlash. And let me ask the Latinos. Any Latinos and Latinas in the house? A lot of folks were mad because in J-Lo's new song, she's singing about being a lag, uh, what is it? A laga negra? Nigaretta? Y'all don't know no Spanish. La negra, la negra, la I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Whatever the word is for like little black girl. I thought it was Morena. You know what I'm saying? Boricua, Morena. I thought that's what it was, but I guess it's, you know, La Granita or some shit. So they're, they're like mad at her and they're saying she's wrong for trying to say that she's a little black girl from the Bronx. But then Latinos are saying that it's a term of endearment for like dark skinned Hispanics, which I guess, but she's not a dark skinned Hispanic. So I don't know. Maybe y'all can. Let me see. I got to see the word. Okay. What is it? Negrita. Okay. Thank you. I didn't have the word in front of me. Negrita. La negrita. <laughs> thank y'all for writing it out because I couldn't think of the word. La negrita. So, okay. Is that a term of endearment? Come on, Latinos. I need to know. Or is she capping? And she's doing some slick shit like she did almost 15 years ago when she's saying I'm, I'm real and, you know, use the N-word. Carter, you know, talked about, you know, niggas trying to get at her and all that stuff. Because I thought it was Morena. That was, I remember that was a song. Boricua, Morena. <laughs> she want to be a black girl from the Bronx so bad, honey. Let's see here. Okay, hold on. We got a Latino in here. Let's see. Oh, it just moved. Okay, somebody from Puerto Rico. I'm trying. Okay, it disappeared. We got so many comments. Let me see if I can go back and find it. It was somebody was saying, like, in Puerto Rico, it's a term of endearment. Other folks are saying she's a culture vulture. I want to hear from the Puerto Ricans. And the Latinos. I want to know, is it a term of endearment? That's how they're like, that's that's like the big argument online between like a lot of Latinos I've been seeing. Like, no, it's a term of endearment. Y'all are reading too hard into this. So a lot of people are saying that it's cap. Okay. Yeah, big pun. Okay, he did that. He did. That was his song. Morena, Boricua. <laughs> that song bang too. Ain't nothing black about no J-Lo. Okay, let's address that one about people keep saying it was Ashanti singing and it was Ashanti saying the N-word. Okay, first of all, this y'all found this out recently in, in modern, you know, like in the past, let's say five years. A lot of people back then did not know it was Ashanti singing it, okay? So regardless if that was Ashanti singing that or not, that does not negate the fact that back then it was J-Lo mouthing it in the video and singing it when she'd be on stage. And it was also J-Lo defending the use of that word. And don't forget uh, Ja Rule and Fat Joe and Irv Gotti and all them coming to her rescue, Diddy too, and saying that she had the right to use that word. So regardless if Ashanti was singing it, did Ashanti get credit? Did I, I mean, she, she didn't get no credit from that song. She didn't get any accolades. Nobody even knew that she was singing it. So no, I don't care whose voice was on there. You might as well say it was J-Lo. Because she stole a lot of Ashanti's, you know, vocals. 
But at the end of the day, it was meant to be J-Lo saying those words. So I don't know why everybody's now all of a sudden trying to change history and say, oh, it doesn't matter if she said the N-word. It was really Ashanti singing it. You know, damn well, y'all just found that shit out within the past five years. Because I just found that shit out the past five years. Like, sit down. Now all of a sudden, everybody swears up and down. They knew that that was Ashanti singing back in 2001. No, you didn't. Y'all didn't know that shit till Ashanti came out years later and admitted that her vocals were being stolen. You see how folks try to rewrite history? Oh, y'all want me to talk about Sada. <laughs> I don't know much about him. He's on that remix with Nicki Minaj. Honey, they sent me some of his old tweets. They were very disturbing. And then he tried to justify it. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find the video. Because I believe... Uh, Act had posted um his rebuttal. It's so stupid. He was on his um Twitter. My thing is, once you get famous, I think what a lot of famous people need to do, you need to go ahead and delete all your old tweets. If you were a problematic when you got on Twitter, let's say you was like 16, 17, 18, and you just said a bunch of messed up stuff because you had low self-esteem, you were jealous, you were bitter. You want to be a part of the industry. And because you couldn't, you were saying all types of bullshit. If you find yourself in that situation, you might as well just go ahead and delete your Twitter and start fresh. Because folks are going to dig into your old tweets and use them against you. Remember the same thing happened with, what was his name? Uh, Mannequin. I don't know if I'm saying it right. He did that song Tuesday with Drake. And then they went and dug his old tweets. And back in like, I don't know, five years before he worked with Drake, he was like, fuck Drake. Drake is whack. He was like straight dissing Drake <laughs> and then blew up and ended up working with Drake on the song. And so, yeah, I don't feel bad for him. He was saying a lot of nasty stuff, uh, talking about dark skinned people, talking about Asians, talking about um, gay people. He was saying a lot of just really derogatory crap. And then when he got called out, he tried to you know, play crazy and, and like go off on people. Like folks were wrong for digging through his shit when that happens to everybody. So let me go ahead and um show y'all the video. I found it. This was him addressing the situation. What's going on? Hey man, say man, Scooby Steve, Scooby, you feel me? So a couple tweets and old tweets and shit came out earlier, you feel me? Uh from 2011 when the nigga was like 17, 18, all that type of shit. And my first initial response to the tweets on my story, you feel me, may give people the idea that I don't sympathize with females that have been raped or uh, raping situations, which I gotta know is I'm almost 30 years old and I don't fucking tweet, don't got the password to my Twitter, no none of that. So them old views is in the same light as a Justin Bieber when he got caught singing, saying whoop, 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 or all that other shit. I'm not switching the motherfucking you know what I'm saying? Blame or light to nobody else, but that's old shit that you can't judge me on. As far as the homophobic tweets, I got goddamn homosexuals that work in my label, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? That's personally working with me, you know what I'm saying? I deal with him twice, two, three times out the month in person, in real life for a week at a time, you know what I'm saying? Dealing with uh, my career. Uh, my baby brother Chico is blacker than Lil Yachty, so you can't think I'm a colorist, you feel me? Like, all that shit was just some old shit from when the nigga was young and just wilding out and damn near being with Joel with Devan. That shit is nowadays as a fucking troll or something. You feel me? 
but I don't stand on none of them views. Them views is not Casada of today. You feel me? I'm a grown, different, old type of man, and to understand the shit like that is not acceptable. You understand what I'm saying? Even being at the same time, my initial reaction and response to the page on my post when I commented was due to me being who I am as a man and coming from where I come from and not feeling like I'm going to get pressed by anybody about any situation. So me calling that page, what I called that page at that time was not me just looking at his thumbnail and, and going at what his, uh, that person. Okay, who, sir. We don't care. Yawn. Next case, he was doing too much talking. And then why did he throw little Yachty into it? I can't be colorless. My brother's as black as little Yachty. <laughs> little Yachty's over there living his best life. Not the fame. <laughs> why you bring little Yachty into that shit? Just because you have a dark skinned brother, that means you can't be a colorist. You sound crazy as cat shit. You know how many people, you know, have dark skinned children and dark skinned mothers and fathers and they're still colorists? So because your little brother is black as hell, that means that you're just not a colorist, you know, and this just goes to show people like you got to watch what you post on social media. Nothing is ever gone, you know, and just because I understand that people grow. OK, like people say certain shit when they're kids that they probably wouldn't say when they're older. But that's what you call having just, you know, decorum. If you're not bold enough to go say that to somebody's face, then you probably shouldn't tweet it. OK, if you're not willing to go and disrespect a group of people to their face, keep your damn comments to yourself. So I don't feel bad for this man. So he can miss me with the tiny violins and the tattoo tears, because when everything first came out, he was very arrogant. He was cussing folks out on Twitter. He, oh, so what? It don't matter. I said it. OK, well, stand in your shit. We don't need a, a damn song and dance. See, now now your bag may be affected. Now folks aren't streaming the song that you did with Nikki like that. So now he's changing his tune because he's still new in the game. I mean, he's been around for a while, but I don't listen to his music. But yeah, I, you know, he was going to go on for like another like two minutes. Not on my damn stream. We got the point. <laughs> Let me see here. Um, somebody has sent a super chat. Uh, Brian M sent five says Mariah Carey don't know JLo for a reason. Anyway, shout out to the tea sipping lambs and hit the like button for clear skin. Thank you so much. I appreciate the super chat. Yes, you guys, please hit that like button. Um, Philly T sent 20 says what I got from what I saw. Oh, it just disappeared. Damn. Okay. It like literally just disappeared. I was, I was trying to read it. Let me see here. Um, Hudson River says most Caribbean Latinos have African ancestry. More than more are just starting to embrace it. The North and East Coast puts about 80% in the same bag. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Stephanie Brown says, love your, in love your internet, sis. You be speaking facts, prayers to Nigeria. October is definitely living up to the horror story, but you keep us smiling through all this. You're beautiful. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming through. Um, Stan says, T, it's a term of endearment because in Ecuador, they call my mom Negrita and Sheva Brown. Hispanic is not black. Love from New Jersey. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
So yeah, that's what that was like kind of like the conflict because some Latinos were saying that yeah, it's a term of endearment. It can be. Other people were saying from J from J Lo, absolutely not. And then another thing you gotta realize too, that a lot of these more white looking like Hispanics, like the J Lo's, because honestly, I grew up in the Midwest, so we didn't have like a huge Puerto Rican, Dominican population. There were some, but it wasn't like it's not like New York, right? So for people who didn't grow up like on the East Coast, you thought growing up in the Midwest that a lot of Puerto Ricans look like J-Lo and Ricky uh, Martin. That's what I thought. I was surprised when I finally traveled and went to other cities and I saw people who spoke Spanish who were just as dark as I was. You know, so you have a whole thing with like the Afro-Latinos and a lot of them were saying that they don't find it funny or cool because because of their skin tone and how they look, they've always had to embrace being Afro-Latino. But now you have a lot of mazitos. I think that's what you guys call them, like lighter skin or more Eurocentric looking Puerto Ricans now trying to claim their Afro heritage, but they're doing it when it's convenient. Case in point, Evelyn Lozada. Remember, for 10 years on Basketball Wives, I'm Puerto Rican, I'm Puerto Rican, I'm Puerto Rican. Okay, we get it. She, she kept almost doing that to make herself appear compared to the full black girls, right? But then when everything went down with the colorism situation with OG, they remember, oh, I'm Afro-Latina. Who's a hold up? Wait, what? Maybe your children are, because I know her youngest is by Carl Crawford, Meg the Stallion's <laughs> ex-manager. See how she comes full circle? Um... So yeah, that baby, because Carl Crawford is, I believe, is he Puerto Rican or Dominican? Carl, Carl Crawford is a Hispanic. He's very brown skin, right? So I get that. But the whole time we've been watching Evelyn Lozado, she's never claimed to be Afro-Latino or Latina until she got into the colorism controversy. Um, am I bugging? Put a teacup if you guys agree that before the whole situation with OG, Evelyn never claimed to be Afro-Latina. She was always Puerto Rican from the Bronx, and that was it. So I think that's why a lot of folks who are Afro-Latino are feeling some type of way that Jennifer Lopez is now all of a sudden, oh, I'm Afro-Latino too. But all these years, you made sure not to really claim that or deal with the Afro-Latinos in Puerto Rico. Okay, good. I see Tico. So yeah, okay. So yeah, so I'm not going crazy. So that I think that's where the controversy was. You know, I didn't want to like really do a whole video on it. Cause like I said, different cultures is different. I don't want to speak on somebody else's culture. Just like, you know, a, a Puerto Rican person couldn't necessarily speak on Yoruba culture. So that's why I'm asking, is this a term of endearment? Are you guys offended? Because I saw a lot of really interesting dialogue when it came to that situation with J-Lo. So, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, I'm glad that more people are talking about Afro-Latinas because they exist. You know what I'm saying? There are Black people in Latin America. And so they do need to have more features. They do need to be featured on television. Because usually, even growing up, when we would watch, like, Telemundo or I forgot the other Hispanic channels, but you would see like white Hispanics. So automatically you assume that that's what Latin America looks like. And that's not true. 
there's probably more people who look like Amara La Negra than even J-Lo. So, yeah, I just think that's really interesting. Okay, so uh, Raul Brown says, yes, we Latinos are not offended. Okay, thank you, Raul. I appreciate that. That's why I didn't want to come on here and speak for, you know, the Latino community, because like I said, I was really researching the story, and I noticed that most of the folks who were offended were, you know, Black folks. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. Black folks had their damn pitchforks out. This bitch, she's at it again. <laughs> Black folks had them damn pitchforks. But then when I, you know, the stuff I've seen from the Latinas, they're like, well, no, a lot of them were not offended. Some of the Afro-Latinas were, but they were kind of offended because they feel like she's playing both sides of the fence. So that's kind of the vibe I got from the story. Either way, J-Lo cannot sing. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> Pretty lady, amazing body for being 50. But as far as vocals, she needs to stop trying to say that she gave her daughter her vocals. Ma'am, stop it. You don't even have damn vocals. Your vocals are Ashanti's. Your daughter got her beautiful vocals from her father. Okay? I just had to put that out there. I get tired of her acting like her daughter got her damn singing skills from her. Absolutely not. Now, maybe if she decides to be an actress, I can give you props. But singing, uh-uh. That goes to the daddy. We're not going to do that, J-Lo. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, JN Sam 499 says, hey, T, they say I'm a black woman, but I have 10% Irish DNA. I consider myself Afro-Caucasian. Thank you for the super chat, ma'am. <laughs> what? I don't know if you're being for real, but I guess, honey, claim that 10%. Shit, everybody else, you know, I'm 10% Indian and all this stuff. Claim it, honey. Uh, let's see here. Starlene, Sim 499, she says, these people have no shame and are only Afro-Latina when it's time to sell records. Us Morenas were offended. Ooh, okay. Thank you so much for stating your opinion, sis. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I agree. That's what it feels like. You know, like it's it's now hip. Like I said, we're living in an era where, you know, everybody wants to be, woke and, you know, the wokey woke train. Like, it's it's cool to be pro-black now. So that's why I give some people the side eye. Oh, y'all laughing? Yeah, she said she's 10% Irish, honey. She said she going to claim that Caucasian. <laughs> Kaden Wright sent 1999, says, T in Miami, Florida, C-19 cases are going back up. Please wear your mask, people, and wash your hands. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you for the super chat. And I agree. They're starting to go back up all over the country. So definitely be safe. On top of C-19, we have the regular flu season and cold season. So you guys definitely want to be mindful. It's going to be a very, very cold winter. I, re I already knew that was going to happen with all the craziness that's been going on around the country. So definitely take care. Um, Philly T says, I saw my first Dominican in, a, in elementary school, and I thought it was a black guy who just knew Spanish. That is so funny. Yeah, you know, like I always say, like when, when they went and they got all the slaves from West Africa, you know, before they ever came to America, they stopped off in the Caribbeans. So that's where a lot of those, you know, African slaves went. So people, you know, in the Caribbeans and Latin America can be a wide variety of colors, skin tones, 
hair textures and things like that. But unfortunately on television, they tend to, cause there's a lot of racism and colorism in Latin America. You know, they try and act like there's not, but there is. Even there was the word in my Latinos, y'all can write this. I don't know how to say it in Spanish, but um, it was something in the Dominican culture about advancing the race by going lighter. You never go darker. You always try and date, if you're, especially if you're a darker skinned Dominican, you want to date lighter. So that way your kids will have a better chance at life. If y'all know what I'm talking about, y'all can go ahead and write it. I don't know how to write it in Spanish, but it's a real saying, you know? Um, TP Taylor says you posted about Spider-Man and mask on Instagram. I know two people who worked on it and I'm scared as hell to ask them who wrote the story. Mm. You're talking about that video. I'm going to play it right now. Thank you so much for that. Let me go ahead and play that Spider-Man video. Um, did anybody ever write it? It's something La Raza. Oh, there it is. Good. Somebody just wrote it. Mijora La Raza. Sorry for my Spanish is not good, you guys. I, I'm trying. Somebody said it's Mijora. Somebody else said, okay, now y'all spelling it four different. I done seen four different spellings. One is saying Mijora La Raza. The other one is saying Mijorando La Familia. <laughs> the other one is saying Mijora La Raza. Somebody else is saying Mijora La Saranje. Okay, let me stop. I don't know. I'm trying. But anyways, it's in the comments. It's a real thing, and they're writing it. They're, they're written it 50 different ways. Somebody says they're an Afro leprechaun. Okay. <laughs> Bless your heart, honey. Let me go ahead and play you guys a Spider-Man video. My blogger, Devin, sent it to me. Um, very disturbing. Very disturbing. This spider It's a Spider-Man game, and it came out in 2018. And basically, this game is mirroring what we're going through now. So just more proof that this was some type of, you know, pandemic. Okay, so, oh, y'all are breaking it down. Thank you, guys. It means improve your race. Bettering the race. Right, so I was right. Can I get a teacup for knowing that? See, I, I learned about all cultures. I may not know how to pronounce it, but I knew it was a real thing. So thank you, guys, for breaking that down. Shout out to all my Latinos in the house. Boricua. Morena, hey. <laughs> let me go ahead and find the video of Spider-Man. Give me just a second. Poor Britney Spears, hoodie. Britney, Britney. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, here's the Spider-Man video. Let me go ahead and show y'all this real quick. Very disturbing. Give me just a second here. Okay, this is a video that the tea sipper was talking about here. I'm gonna mute it. Sounds like, like a bunch of back feed. But just watch the video. You see everybody's in mask. Um, the people here are sick. So what Devin was telling me, he was saying that basically there's something being sprayed in New York City and is getting people sick. It's some type of virus or something that's make it, making them sick. So they're forcing everyone, even like the police and stuff to wear masks. And then you guys see the homeless tents in the background. 
And that's kind of like what's going on here in the Twin Cities and around the country where homelessness is on the rise because people lost their jobs due to C-19. So this was a game from 2018. So, yeah, it's just really disturbing the stuff that's being shown to us um, in these movies and in these games concerning C-19. So, yeah, if you know the people who worked on that game, definitely try and get the tea because I would I would like to know, like, where they came up with that storyline for the game, you know? And it's very interesting that they're all wearing masks in that game. Yeah, it's very creepy. Um, let's see here. Um, okay, Star, uh, Starlini says, Blaquanin, I don't know how to pronounce that. Blaquita, Blanquita, Blanquita, and Prieta are proper terms for people who look like J-Lo. <laughs> I'm trying, y'all. <laughs> um, Negrita and Morena are for people like us who are brown-skinned. She was trying to remain relevant by using outrage culture. Oh, wow. Okay, so there's a, there's a separate term for lighter-skinned Puerto Ricans and Latinos. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for that. Yeah, and I, I believe it. I could see her doing that because, you know, outrage brings money. It brings clicks. Who? I mean, come on now. Who in 2020 is checking for a J-Lo song? Like nobody woke up this year and was like, hey, I wonder what, I hope J-Lo drops some new music. No, not, not me. Um, I know y'all have been waiting for Rihanna to drop some new shit. You know, they're waiting for Beyonce's Black is King. But I didn't hear anybody waiting about, you know, even curious to hear what J-Lo wanted to sing about. So I can see her doing this for controversy. Because to me, she's just not the best singer. So I don't care what she has to sing about. Especially now that I know how she did Ashanti. And, you know, Ashanti put a lot of work into those albums. So for her to not get props like that and for everything to be centered around J-Lo, when J-Lo literally did nothing. She didn't write anything. She didn't sing. They were so lazy that they literally left Ashanti's vocals. Because that's how much better she sounded than J-Lo. So J-Lo is a fraud musically. So yeah, I can definitely believe that she did that and she added that verse to cause controversy just like she did 15, I don't know, 16 years ago with I'm Real. Let's see here. Um, Luisa Pedro says J-Lo is not Afro-Latina. She's more European looking. I definitely agree. Thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Um, EVJ says, I watched a video saying that next generation tech has been in testing for years. Wonder if that means they're playing with the C virus beforehand. Yeah. With a lot of this predictive programming stuff. I mean, just think about ever since like the whole shutdown happened. Look how many movies that we've gone back and been like, damn. The movies were saying something. Look how many TV shows, Netflix episodes, and not even video games. So I believe a lot of this stuff was definitely in the making. Now, let's see here. I've been, oh God, I've been out here for an hour and 47 minutes. So before I leave, let's talk about the Tamar situation. So if you guys don't know, Tamar's in her feelings, honey. Let me see if I can find it real quick. She's hella mad at her sisters. She's mad at um 
at WeTV. Now, mind you, this was the same network that she was begging to allow her to come back to the show. Because I think her funds were like she was losing money. So let me see if I can find it. She went off early this morning on everybody. Here it is. Okay, so basically the trailer came out um, for the new uh, Braxton Family Values and it pissed her off. Let me see if I can find the trailer. Okay, here's the trailer. All right, give me just a second here. Pull this up real quick. Okay. You're like never before for me and my family. Wait, 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 and whomever else is participating for using my pain for their pleasure and their ratings. Don't miss my exclusive tell-all on my girl at Tamron Hall show next week. At some point, this abuse has to stop. So um, she was upset. Supposedly it was towards, people were thinking it was towards her family mainly. Then she came out to, you know, whine some more. So somebody says, wait, WeTV was recording Braxton Family Values when Tamar was going through it, and they are still using it for ratings after she voiced issues with them. This is crazy because I saw it and wow. Then Tamar says, no, Pumpkin, they wasn't. It's all restaged for TV. That's my effing issue. Remember at WeTV said we had parted ways in August. I am no longer employed by them, and they are still using me and my hurt to make a coin. What show talks about old cast members? Then she says, but the rest of the story you are going to have to catch Wednesday. It's just so wild that everyone has had a chance to tell their stories about me when I want to tell my own and how I can choose to tell my own. I'm called crazy and unstable. So bizarre. Now, this is my issue with Tamar, okay? First and foremost, sis, this is what y'all signed up for, okay? All these people, you, you notice how in 2020, like we said a few weeks ago, everybody wants to be woke. But when the checks were coming in, it was all good. Same thing with NeNe Leaks. Now all of a sudden, Andy and Bravo are racist. They're assassinating her character and all this stuff. But when y'all were that girl, when y'all were the favorites on the show and you were even so much so talking down to your sisters and belittling them and your ego was getting so big, we TV was the shit. She would have a case to be mad if this was something like the real, right? Because these are four different women, different walks of life. It's a talk show. Like if the real kept bringing her up, like I kind of understood when she had frustrations with the real, this is not that case, okay? This is your family who signed on to do a reality television show. 
regardless of you being an ex-cast member, that that has nothing to do with nothing. That neg that doesn't negate the fact that you're related to them. And this is a tragedy that hit your family. Okay? You didn't cry when they were there to film Vince's blood clots and him recovering. You didn't cry when they sat there and filmed your blood clots and you recovering. Their niece, Lauren, she ended up dying from a drug overdose, I think like a year or two ago. That was filmed for television. Nobody was upset then. So why is this any different? And to me, that's even more serious because that was a young woman who lost her life. This was a situation that was being filmed and that the family, regardless if it was restaged, reenacted, it was, it's still a storyline. And this was national news. And even if you quit the show, you're still a part of the Braxton family. Maybe not the Braxton family values, but you're still a part of the Braxton family. And how stupid would it be for them to do an entire show and not mention the elephant in the room, which was T Tamar's attempted S, you know what I'm saying? So I, I don't understand like where she's coming from with that. It just seems like people just want to be mad in 2020 when they're not getting their way. I'm getting the same vibe from her that I got from when Nene was going on her rant and raves. You know, all these networks are the devil and they're horrible and they're just exploiting black women. But again, when they were the it girl, there was no exportation. It doesn't make sense. So to me, just don't sign up for reality television. This like nothing has changed. This has always been their formula. They exploit, you get a check, and then they make residual income off of it. That's just what it is. So you can't be signed on to something for years and go back time and time again. Like I said, she was even begging them not even two months ago to get her job back. This was a national story. We talked about this. Put a teacup if you guys remember me talking about this when she was asking WeTV for her job back. So which one is it? Are they the devil because they're not going to allow you to walk all over them and, and you know, make it your show? Because that's what it seems like to me. Let's see here. Stacey Johnson says that master's money was fine when they were getting it. <laughs> you better preach. That's what I don't understand. Now it's like all these issues all of a sudden. But when them checks was coming in, no one cared about being exploited. Let me see here. So Serena, <laughs> I remember. Uh, she said 999. She says, Tamar and Nini need to get somewhere and sit down because they have summoned this upon themselves. They are known for negativity and paid handsomely for it. But now they want to complain about it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too. It was no different than when Dame Dash, who remembers when Dame Dash went on that huge rant on Instagram and I, you know, and I kind of like called him out. He was pissed off at, is it WeTV that does grown up hip hop as well? He was mad at those producers because they, he felt like they exploited his family. Hold up now, brother. This is what reality television does. So you're mad at them for supposedly exploiting the family Yet you, you sat on this show for upwards of three years and you allowed them to exploit your son's alcoholism 
and all his, you know, vices on national television for a storyline. So it's okay when you do it, but not when they do it. So all these folks are just full of crap. Um, Corn Pops, Forrest Ghost sent 1999. Uh, they say Tamar needs to lay off the reality TV shows and get her life together and then get a, and then get a talk show of her own. She could build a huge platform for herself. I agree. I think Tamar has a really funny personality. Like, I really did enjoy her on The Real. Um, I think when she left, it did get a lot more, I guess, kind of boring. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like she did bring a lot to The Real because she has such a big personality. So I could definitely see her doing, like, a talk show. You know, I could definitely see that for her. But all this complaining and ranting and raving and, you know, I'm over it. Because they all do that once they're not able to get their way. You know, all of a sudden, here comes all these pro-black comments. Dame Dash was mad because he wasn't able to be an, ex uh, an executive producer on the show. And, you know, he wanted to be able to bring things into the show and, you know, change things around. And they told him, no, this is not the Dame Dash show. This is growing up hip hop. And if you don't like it, you can walk. So he left, but then wanted to go pro-black and be super mad. But again, y'all go on to these shows. Y'all allow these so-called white companies to exploit you. And then y'all get upset and then want to complain afterwards. I don't feel bad. This is reality television. It's been around for like the past 20 years. They've always done this. They've ruined relationships. How many people have been divorced due to reality television? All the pressure, people having an opinion. I mean, this goes way back to like Carmen and Dave Navarro. Uh, Hawk Hogan and Linda Hogan. Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey. Like reality television is just not good. But yet people run to go on there and then complain after the fact. Makes no sense. Um, Summer D sent $5. She says Tamar needs therapy. She's getting too old for the drama. More drama than music. Shake my head. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Let's see here. Um, Kaden Wright says both Meg and Tori are a mess. Her bestie went, oh yeah, we read that one earlier. Hold up, that just popped up. Okay, it was Raquel Gray says she sold her soul and not trying to hold up her end of the bargain tea. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out, but I don't think she has a right to be mad at WeTV or her sisters, you know, it only makes sense for them to make what she went through this summer a part of the storyline. It was a national story. Everybody was talking about it. So on that note, you guys, I've been on here officially two hours. This was an awesome stream. I know it's late. It's like 930. Thank you guys for just sitting here with me, chopping it up with me. It felt good to just kind of clear my mind and just talk about other stuff. You know, we talked about everything that was going on in Nigeria early in the stream, but it felt good to, to kind of like segue and talk about stuff that was like a lot less serious because who those pictures and those videos coming out, it's just getting crazier and crazier. So let's keep everybody in prayer, you know, from Nigeria to Africa itself, because there's a lot of conflict right now all over Africa Latin America, you know, America here, Canada, 
you know, we just got to keep everybody in prayer because 2020 has just not been any joke. And also make sure to take time for yourself, you know, and your mental health. You know, if you need to log off the internet, take hours off, take a day off, definitely shut it off because it's just so much just we're bombarded so much with just stuff, instant information, sadness, you know, and if you're not ready for some of these hashtags, do not venture into them because some of those hashtags will just be like, oh, the stuff I've seen has just been, I'm never going to be able to get out of my head. So if you're very spiritually sensitive, I would just kind of watch going into certain hashtags right now with the SARS situation. So on that note, you guys, thank you so much for once again spending time with me. And I will talk to you guys later. You guys have a good evening. Bye.